0: hello good evening welcome to episode 23 of the Wulong talks podcast hi i hope you're all doing well my name is jason i'm the host of the show uh and usually as you know i'm joined by my two cohorts but uh they're not here (laughs) it's just me um alvin and rich kid the wrestling kid are busy tonight so uh unfortunately it's just going to be me so If you don't like the sound of my voice and never have liked the sound of my voice, then you may want to switch off now. I'll just give you a couple of minutes to, you know, unplug and stop the video or stop the podcast and go and do what you're doing. Still with me? Okay. All right. Thank you (laughs) to all the 11 of you that have managed to stay. Thanks very much for staying with me. Um, As I said, I'm on my own tonight. So I figured, you know what, why not just put my feet up? relax a little bit and let's me and you just have an informal chat about some stuff because there's a lot of stuff going on in the film world right now uh some of it's been fun some of it not so much but you know we'll get through all of that uh, as we go along so um as you guessed by the title of this week's podcast I'm going to talk a bit about uh, alien covenant which I went to go and see uh and also a bit about the alien franchise as well now the reason for the title you're probably wondering what the hell does that mean? Well, the, the reason for it is when I first saw Alien, um, which was quite a long time ago now, uh, I'm not going to tell you how long ago it was because that will expose how old I am, and you don't need to know that, but it was quite a long time ago. Um, I didn't see it on its release, so no, don't, <laughs> don't go there. But yeah, I saw it a while back. But um, one of my greatest memories is um, actually seeing the film with uh, a number of other people at a friend's house, um, we we're watching it on VHS. Um, and as you know from last week's podcast, I'm a big lover of VHS and I've got some fun memories of that old format. But anyway, I'm digressing. Uh, when I went to see this film uh, with these friends, we we're watching it on home video. And the movie, for those of you who've seen Alien, and I can't imagine there's anybody out there who hasn't seen Alien, but that film is scary as hell. I mean, like it, it's some of the the best kind of scary filmmaking that that you can get out there. Um, it, it really is. I mean, it's it's a genre defining film, um, and considering that it has kind of B movie roots in terms of the some of the, the basic ideas and plot elements of it, it it really was uh, genre defining. But as I said, one of the things it does superbly well is scare the living daylights out of you. Um, and there were certain points in the film where uh, fear started to kick in for me um, and when it usually does uh, my stomach is um, not very capable of, of coping with it and well not just my stomach but my bum um, and <laughs> I can't believe I'm admitting this but uh, I started to get the fear farts now you know what the fear farts are you know when you're really tense there's a kind of high tense situation or a high tense thing that you're engaged in and your stomach starts to do those flips and knots and then the gas starts to build up and then the next thing you know it your bum is whistling like dixie or something like that well yeah that's what happened to me um and i remember sitting on the couch next to a a school friend and um i think it was the the moment when uh i think it's when dallas gets killed Um, in the original alien film and my god (laughs) the fart i let out was unbelievably loud and stinky and i remember (laughs) the guy who was sitting next to me turning to me and just looking with a look of absolute disgust on his face as if to say like what the hell came out of you um and i was just kind of like well uh, you know (laughs) it was a scary scene but um yeah that that movie just induced a lot of gas-based fear uh responses in me so um it it was very very uncomfortable viewing in in more than one more than one way but yeah with the alien films they've they've really managed to to do that with all of them for for me they've really been quite scary well not all of them um you know alien free does definitely have its tense moments but it's uh it's a bit of a mess really i mean let's be honest there, there's obviously for those of you that don't know you know there was a lot going on uh, behind the scenes with that movie there's a lot of studio interference and david fincher the original director um really didn't get to kind of make the cut of the movie that he wanted and as a result a lot of the the concepts left sort of hanging in the air and um yeah you know the whole third act is is a bit of a mess as well but the, it was definitely you know quite an ambitious film and Alien 4, a.k.a. Alien Resurrection, is just bizarre. It's just absolutely bonkers. Um, I'll be honest with you, I've actually got a little bit of a soft spot for um, Alien Resurrection. It's, it's just weird. <laughs> it's totally, totally weird. It makes zero sense. But, you know, there is a kind of crazy, quirky charm to it, really, um, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, But it's certainly not scary, um, Alien Resurrection. And then after that, you know, we got um, the movies uh, that mashed together two of my favorite sort of cinematic uh, aliens, really, in the Xenomorph and uh, the Yautja, a.k.a. the Predators in Alien vs. Predator. And those movies really kind of killed my enthusiasm for... uh, the whole kind of alien franchise really because they were so bad i mean up to that point i'd really gotten into reading some of the the brilliant graphic novels that that came out surrounding uh, the alien series and i really really enjoyed them because uh, they did such a great job of explaining a little bit about uh, the aliens background not too much but enough to kind of satisfy your curiosity um So they did a great job of doing of explaining that and and filling in the the gaps um and also with predator that that was also done as well um now obviously you know fox decided in their wisdom to put these two characters together and you can understand why because it it said it was done within the comic books as well and the two kind of characters do have uh, a similar aesthetic and, and a similar feel to them so it wouldn't make sense to do that but yeah the execution was just god awful um i mean avp the first one is kind of a little bit of a guilty pleasure of mine like i don't mind it um yes it is awful um but it's fun awful it's so bad it's good um you can have an unintentional laugh uh, at the whole movie to be honest and and really <laughs> just enjoy it for the, the for the shits and giggles um the alien requiem uh, alien versus predator requiem was just ah oh, trash garbage just oh awful, awful 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 um a really bad film from start to finish uh that, that kind of just shot on both franchises really um so after that you know it, it was kind of tricky for me to to really get into things and then we got Prometheus which it's an interesting film but it's again it's a bit of a mess in terms of what it's trying to do um some of the characters in there were just terrible um and you know the the ideas behind it and things like that are, are not so bad um but yeah it, it it really is a bit of a mess so there's not been you know really anything kind of uh solid within the alien franchise for quite some time so when alien covenant was announced and went into production and when the trailers for it came out and things like that i actually started to get quite excited again um you know i'm a big fan of, of the xenomorph as an alien creature i think it's its design and its execution are, are both absolute genius um so with alien covenant you know i was really looking forward to, to seeing that um once i got in to see the movie i have uh mixed feelings about it uh so it was something that that, it's a good alien movie but is it a good movie no I can't I can't hand on heart say it was a good movie so I'll go into a a little bit of a talk now about alien covenant and, and what I thought of it so firstly let me focus on the positives now I'll try and avoid too many spoilers but unfortunately because of the kind of movie that alien covenant is Uh, In order to really kind of talk about it in any correct context, you unfortunately have to provide some spoilers. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to know what's going on, um, I would suggest skip past about uh, 10, 10, 15, 20 minutes or so. um, And then you'll get on to the next part of the show. But right now, if you're still with us, then I'm going to go into a few spoilers here. Okay, So brace yourselves. So, uh, Alien Covenant, so the positives. So for me, um, what I really did enjoy about Alien Covenant and the positives uh, were the performances um, from the two sort of main lead characters. <clears throat> Both of those performances were really, really good. Catherine um, uh as the lead character is, is excellent. Uh, she's really good. She's really in keeping with the tradition of of the strong sort of female character from these shows <clears throat> oh excuse me i got a frog in my phone sorry one moment ah <clears throat> oh, sorry about that listeners <clears throat> so yeah Catherine Waterson, we were saying <laughs> um she gives a really solid performance in in the lead role she's definitely a character that I'd be interested in finding more about. <clears throat> so I hope uh, with the announced sequels we we get to find out a little bit more about her. In the movie you do get a little bit of background and you learn a little bit about her relationships and <clears throat> some of her goals and her aims and her reasons for being along in on the voyage in this movie but they don't spoil too much. So um, I think there's definitely kind of room for them to explore a bit more with her character, but but her performance was was really good. She was very, very convincing. <clears throat> and she definitely makes up a, a very good um, sub Ripley, I guess we should say, in a sense that uh, no one really can top uh, Ellen Ripley. I mean, Ellen Ripley is one of cinema's great creations, one of pop culture's great creations. So that's always going to be a difficult thing to top. But Walterson does really well with the role that she has. So she's a big plus. The other one, (coughs) oh, excuse me, sorry. It's like a really bad frog in my throat. Don't know why. All right <laughs> let's try again shall we um the other character is uh played by danny mcbride he's really outstanding um i was really surprised i mean i'm kind of a fan of danny mcbride's in the sense that i watched uh the first two seasons of his show Eastbound and down and i was a big fan of that really liked it um third season i kind of was a bit like yeah you, you're kind of Stringing this out a little bit and your shtick is becoming a bit tiresome, to be honest. And I was a bit worried when he was cast in this film that maybe he'd get a bit tiresome as well. But actually, he does a really good job. Um, he really grounds the character very well and humanizes him quite well, whilst kind of keeping a bit of, of the, you know, the, the kind of trademark quips that he has. The script allows him to do a bit of that, um, but it's not too much. After all, he's thrust into quite a serious situation in the story, um, so it makes sense that uh, his character would have that that kind of balance and and be able to to switch between uh, humorous and and serious. And he actually pulls that off really really well. So it was surprising to see him uh, deliver that that kind of performance. So well done to him. So that was really good. Um, <clears throat> Michael Fassbender is back in this movie as well, and he's really really good as well. Um, I enjoyed his uh, portrayal of of both David and Walter. Um, I think he does enough to to kind of differentiate between the two cyborgs in this movie Um, and to tell you kind of what the the differences are between the two of them. Uh, If you remember from Prometheus, David is um, a little bit different from the Walter models. Basically, in Alien Covenant, they kind of explain that uh, Walter is an updated version of the Davids, but with kind of the emotions and things like that removed. So he's more, he's much more of a, of a servant, so to speak, in terms of the, the role that he fulfills. Um, whereas obviously Walter in Prometheus was designed to be able to think for himself and to, to kind of rationalize and to theorize things. Um, and he also, well, he claims to have uh, emotions. so. Michael Fassbender really really does a good job with with those two uh, characters as well so that was that was impressive um the visuals in the movie are amazing uh some of the the cinematography is actually going to leave you like breathless there there's some shots um particularly the the shots uh in space um and the the shots on the engineer's homeworld, which are almost like an artist painting a picture on a canvas um and that's something that Ridley Scott always does really well he really manages to capture the kind of essence of what is going on um, in the movie through his visual style Uh, and he really does paint a a, a terrific picture with a camera Um, and Alien Covenant is no different he really really does a, a tremendous job in terms of said capturing kind of the the elements and and showing the the flora and fauna in it, in its detail and its beauty um and what's even more amazing to find out which i didn't find out until after i'd seen the movie was that a lot of things were filmed you know on locations in in real places it it seems like there's a lot of green screen but it actually isn't there's actually a lot of um physical kind of locations used which uh really kind of enhances the the feeling that these are real places that you know these people are visiting so that was really outstanding um the new creatures are really cool the creature designs are, are great um there are a, a couple of different types I mean I've seen them referred to online um rather than ze- uh, xenomorphs I've seen people referring to them as, as neomorphs um I'm not sure if that necessarily came directly from Ridley Scott and his uh, descriptions but I guess it kind of fits um, in a sense that they are kind of the first ones of um, the first iteration of of the Xenomorph. And there are differences in terms of the way they look, although the movie doesn't really necessarily explain too much why there are those differences. Um, They do look different from each other, but all of them look fantastic. Uh, They look very creepy. they have kind of like a feral nature to them uh that's very very primeval and and, and very very just hyper aggressive i guess is the best way to put it but i mean even if with with the xenomorphs that we've seen in previous films these guys are really really vicious um, so they make for some really good action scenes uh, within the film. So, some of the action scenes are fantastic. I mean, there's one in particular that I'm thinking of in, uh, like a field um, when the scientists first land on the planet. Um, that is like phenomenal, really good. That was the scene that that gave me the fear farts, um, not not any stinky ones, fortunately. Um, And also happened to be in an empty row in the cinema by myself. So nobody (laughs) had to smell it. But yeah, that was a really, really good scene. And that uh, the Xenomorphs really stand out, or the Neomorphs rather, really stand out in those scenes. Um, With the Xenomorphs, I hope that they'll go on to explain um, what the differences are, just purely because of the fanboy in me and because I'm geeky and I need to know what the differences are and, and why they're so different. Um. So hopefully they'll they'll do that in later films. But um, yeah, that was definitely a plus for me. Um, and as I said, the 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 whole world building that Ridley Scott does in this film is is amazing. I mean, it's one of the things he's always been good at throughout his career. Um, is building these kind of worlds, these other worlds, these other places, whether they be on Earth or in space or in different times in history. He he's always excelled at at kind of giving you a sense of wherever the story is being told it 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 always feels like a a real living breathing place um and you know that's something that he does outstandingly well in in the alien covenant so that was a positive for me now the negatives were yeah they they did they did bother me so um again i'll i'll try not to go into any spoilers for, for people who haven't seen the movie um Basically, the the human characters I had a a big problem with, aside from uh, Catherine Waterson and Danny McBride's characters. The the human characters in this film, okay, number one, they're probably some of the stupidest scientists you'll ever come across. And I mean that because there's just some things that they do in the film that you just absolutely have to scratch your head and say, like, how where did you get your qualifications from trump university like it you know you don't do things like that um it's clear that these characters were here obviously were 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 cannon fodder so to speak um and that's i guess you know that's the nature of the beast that's the the way these types of films are you have to have them so you know it is what it is but even for, you know, this type of movie, they they are unbelievably stupid. They really are. Um and again, I, I don't want to go into too much specifics and spoil well things for people who haven't seen the movie. But um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're you're gonna like seriously be slapping yourself at, at some of the decisions that, that people make. And I understand that, you know, in high pressure situations we all make stupid decisions, but christ almighty (laughs) they're really bad and to be honest i I said aside from the two main characters i really didn't care for any of the others um you know there was like a couple of scenes trying to show them being affable and likable you know and look they're just good old folks like you and me but i didn't care because it was pretty obvious that they were gonna die so you know (laughs) like there was no real emotional investment in it for me um it was pretty clear that you know these these people i said were were kind of plot devices really so it, it was hard for me to care when when people were dying um some of them die in some really gruesome ways which is is cool to watch on the screen but you know did i grieve over these um people no no i didn't so that was a bit of a negative for me um one of the things that i was really looking forward to in this film was was to seeing an explanation of of what happened to uh, David and and Dr. Elizabeth Shaw um, from the end of Prometheus. Now, if you remember Prometheus, you know, at the end of the the movie, they are the two survivors, uh, and they jet off in the uh, engineer ship to go and find the engineer's homeworld and to kind of confront the engineers. And, you know, the the whole big thing was that, you know, Shaw was going to look them in the eye and ask them, why, why did you make us? And then why have you tried to kill us? um well yeah don't expect to get any answers on that front because alien covenant really doesn't explain that um you know david is there he kind of gives you like a little bit of information there's also a flashback sequence in there um but it's largely really unsatisfying um even in the 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 flashback sequence i mean it, it again without spoiling it too much um although you've probably seen it if you've seen like the prologue and 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 things like that um david decides that he's going to bomb the engineer's home world with the black goo um so all the engineers are are killed and um i just found that really like unsatisfying because you know you'd spent the first movie prometheus kind of explaining how important these engineers are to the story and then you've effectively pretty much killed them all off i mean we okay granted we don't know that they've all been killed off um, we know there are going to be sequel, further sequels to this so for all we know there could be more engineers out there in the galaxy but these were the ones that you know the plot and the story were leading us towards so why have you just decided to kill them all off it it, it kind of feels a bit like maybe the script writers have written themselves into a corner and, and don't know how to get out of it and they're just like ah fuck it let's just bomb the whole fucking planet and start again um and i guess that's what they've done in this instance so as a result it leaves you kind of unsatisfied as to where you know that plot for it is going and i'm not sure it's satisfied me enough for me to turn around and say okay well i'll just wait until the sequel comes out um and get my answers then because there's no guarantee that you're going to get any answers then um so yeah that that was a bit disappointing and also uh, i guess this isn't really a spoiler so i'll give this away but uh, elizabeth shaw's character is dead um by the time alien covenant sort of kicks off uh and david kind of gives a a half-assed explanation as to why she's dead and um you then find out that actually he's been experimenting on her and he's been using her um, to create these these neomorphs uh, that are running right on on the planet, basically, um, and it, again, it just felt so unsatisfying because you spent so much of, of Prometheus kind of building up Shaw's importance as a character to then kind of kill her off off screen and say, oh no no no, it's it's fine, you know, he's he's using her for his experiments. That's a good enough explanation. Well no it isn't really it's not very satisfying at all to explain the story in that way well not for me anyway i I, I felt really dissatisfied by that uh there's a twist ending to this film which you're going to see coming god about a mile off (laughs) like it's pretty bloody obvious what's going to happen um so when the twist or the so-called twist occurs um yeah you're really not going to be surprised by that so it leaves the film with a very weak kind of ending, really, um, which again is is one of the reasons why I'm not necessarily that fussed now about further uh, sequels to the Alien story because the twist ending was just so obvious. I mean, if they'd pulled off something a bit more complex, then you know maybe I would have been interested. But yeah, that was that was really disappointing um and overall i i just felt like this movie is kind of almost ridley scott trying to i guess apologize for, for what happened with prometheus in the sense that you know people complain that there was it didn't really feel like an alien movie um which it doesn't it, it really doesn't um now you know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I guess, depends on on your own personal opinion of, of Prometheus listeners. Um, you know, some people I know really enjoyed Prometheus. Um, they enjoyed the big ideas and they enjoyed, um, you know, the, the, the many questions that it's trying to ask about who we are, what is our place in the world and the universe, why are we here and so on and so forth. And the thing I have to say to you is if you really like those questions, then you're not going to like Alien Covenant because it doesn't bother to answer too many of those questions at all. Um, <clears throat> so you're really going to find that it's a an okay Alien movie in terms of like the Alien franchise. So if you're aware of that and you're steeped in that and you know what the, the mythology is and, and things like that and you're a fan, then it's okay you know as an alien movie but if you were looking for something that's a a continuing overarching story within the franchise starting from Prometheus and then going forward I think the amount of uh, of plot holes and, and things that have been retconned is going to annoy you to be honest so I can definitely understand why there are some people who've come out of this movie pretty angry um because it it is a problem to to leave things hanging like that so Anyway, um for an overall score for Alien Covenant I would give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, I think it is effective in parts. Um as said it's a decent alien movie if you're into you know the alien franchise but if you're looking for more than that um I'm afraid it's going to be lacking and as said there there are major problems with it in terms of characters in terms of some of the plot in terms of you know some of the themes going through it it's it's yeah it, it's not that great in, in that regard so six out of ten is a, is a fair answer for me um next week what i'll do is i'll uh have a big uh, quick follow-up conversation with rich and with alvin and i'll get their scores on that as well all right moving on so we go from one side of the galaxy to another um We've also got a brand new trailer for Star Trek Discovery, uh, which dropped on us this week. Uh, Now, Star Trek Discovery is a series that I'm not sure I was necessarily looking forward to it. Um, it, It's it's been a long time since we've had Star Trek on TV. We've had uh, the movies by JJ Abrams, uh, three films that have come out so far, um, although the third film was was directed by Justin Lin. and i really enjoyed them um well into darkness I, I mostly enjoyed but yeah it was ruined a bit by the the whole he's can <clears throat> no he's not Khan, he's not can he's not Khan. oh wait no he is can <laughs> that that kind of annoyed me that whole thing that misdirect that they attempted to do um and i couldn't let that go unfortunately whilst i was watching it but it's it's okay movie the action then it's quite uh, quite good um beyond as you know if you've been listening to the podcast for a while when we did our wrap-up of uh 2016 uh, we all rated star trek beyond pretty highly in terms of um being one of the better films that we'd seen of the year uh and i think beyond is is really outstanding i really do um but i said uh, you know aside from those movies we really don't have any star trek on tv it's it's been about 10 years i think um, since the last star trek tv show so when there was an announcement at comic-con last year that they were going to bring back uh, star trek to tv um you know i was cautiously kind of optimistic but a bit kind of like mm, you've waited you know quite a long time to bring this back so i'm assuming you have a, a really solid story and a really interesting idea um and initially i have to say the first time i watched it i felt a bit underwhelmed by it now I'll, I'll go through some of my kind of thoughts and feelings around that um but it i guess what what bothered me first off was um the fact that uh martin green who's um playing the first officer of the ship Discovery, or we assume it's a ship Discovery because we don't really get that that information in the trailer. Um, she's playing a, a character called First Officer Burnham um, and you see her quite early on in the trailer. Um, by the way, for those of you who, who are wondering who's this woman that you've seen in the trailer, well, Sinequa Martin Green is Sasha from The Walking Dead, so if you're wondering why she was killed off uh, in the way that she was, um, that's why, it's because she was going on to do Star Trek. So, yeah, there you go uh anyway so she's introduced in the early part of the trailer and um it looked for me and from what i could see from the dialogue of the vulcan character that she's talking to that um she is perhaps part human and part vulcan um which i'm kind of hoping they don't do uh i would rather she be a full vulcan than than be you know, part human, part Vulcan, just simply because we've been there before. Um it's something Star Trek has done, you know, quite a while. Of course, with you've know, got the incredible um Spock. Uh, you know, one of the great sci-fi characters in Spock who is half human and half Vulcan. And, you know, we spent a long time through the original series and now with uh the movies that have come out recently, um kind of exploring, you know, Spock's sort of battle to to find his place in the world because he's neither you know here nor there in terms of he's neither human nor uh, vulcan he's a bit of both um and it seems like they were doing that with her character and i, I as said i do hope they don't do that because it, it's well trodden ground we've been there before we don't really need to see it again so hopefully that's not the case um or at least if they do do that then they're able to find some different way to kind of uh, give us a bit more depth uh, to the her character than that, and and hopefully present some different conflicts uh, for her to face as well. That w- that would win me back in, um, but at the moment I'm a bit meh nah, I'm, I'm a bit kind of meh about her character right now. As things stand, that said, um, as the trailer goes on, she does uh, seem to get some really good scenes. Um, it looks pretty good uh initially i thought it looked a bit budget as in a bit cheap but looking at the trailer uh, a second time actually some of the shots in it are, are quite impressive so um it does look like there is a, a concerted effort to kind of make this series look a lot like the tv um sorry like the movies um which I guess makes sense in the sense that, you know, the movies are what people would know right now. Um, Trekkies obviously will know all about the uh, TV series and will be well-versed in that. Um, but where we're at in the world right now, you know, it's it's been ten, 10 years, I said, since Star Trek has been on TV. So you need to get in new fans and you need to get in new listeners, um, new watchers, sorry. And the way to do that, I guess, is to kind of, tether yourself to you know what is established right now so it's a good idea i guess to kind of lean on those visuals now um when alvin and, and i watched the the trailer and, and richard watched the trailer um alvin had mentioned that you know it felt like a a movie uh, or a tv series sorry that belonged in the kelvin timeline which for those who don't know the kelvin timeline is is what's used to describe the the current timeline of the movies where it's kind of like a um like an alternative dimension, I guess, like an offshoot from what is uh, currently established within uh, TV continuity. But apparently this show is set in the prime timeline. Now, the prime timeline is everything that you'll know of Star Trek. So it would be, you know, William Shatner, as Kirk, Spock, Picard, uh, you know, all, all of that stuff, DS9, um, Voyager, everything. All of that belongs in in the prime timeline. Uh, And apparently this TV series does feature in the prime timeline. So it's a little bit kind of confusing, I guess, if you're a a Trekkie and you're a a proper Trekkie, a deep fan, um, to see a TV show that looks so much like it belongs to the timeline that the movie's established yet is supposed to be positioned within the TV show's timeline um so it'll be interesting to see kind of how they explain it but I don't necessarily think that that, that decision is is a bad thing because as said you know the movies are what's established right now so that's what you know the wider audience is familiar with um and if you want to attract new viewers then you've got to uh, you know kind of lean on the things that are relevant now and not things that were relevant you know 10 and 15 years ago that that would be a mistake so actually the look of it is is not too bad uh, I think it's all right so That's a plus. Um, Another big plus for me is that Michelle Yeoh is in it. Now, I know that uh, apparently, I think the British actor Jason Isaacs was cast as the captain. um, But we haven't seen him at all in this trailer. But we did see Michelle Yeoh appearing to be the captain. I'm I'm not sure what her character name is. um, But it looks, for all intents and purposes, like she is the captain of this vessel that um martin green is the first officer for and if that's the case then he, i'm definitely watching the pilot at least because michelle yo is as, as people who know me will know is my queen and i worship her altar at every opportunity i get so um i'll be watching the show just for her if nothing else um she's awesome man i mean i've loved her since the first time i, I saw yes madam uh, which is a, a old school kung fu flick for for those who know their kung fu flicks listen to this um she's awesome she's just awesome so i'm really pleased to see her i mean i, I was surprised because i actually didn't even know that she'd been cast in the show um and that was actually a pleasant surprise for me watching the trailer as well to see her in it so i'll be fascinated to see kind of what role she plays in, in the show so yeah looking forward to that um the Klingons look really good um initially I was a bit again I was a bit like um mm, no not sure not sure but I think that was just me being kind of nitpicky because when I watched it again properly um the amount of, of detail in their armoring um in their makeup in their effects is is really impressive uh <clears throat> they seem to look a lot like the Klingons in the current movie series as well which again whilst a bit confusing because of the whole timeline thing isn't necessarily a bad thing because that's what the wider audience is familiar with so i think that's a good move um and yeah it looks really really good Um, i'm glad they finally got rid of you know that (laughs) the the arsehead appeal of um the klingons as they were from the next generation series but um yeah they look very very um very very fierce um i was speaking to another friend of mine who's who's a star trek fan and he was saying you know they look almost carnivorous um and and very very feral and i think i kind of like that with the klingons i I want them to to visually be um what they are as as characters um which is fierce you know warrior-like beings. so um that kind of whole visual styling that they've gone for with them is is great so yeah that, that's that's a really good touch I think um aside from that as said we we didn't really get a whole lot of information we got introduced to a few um different types of aliens we've got some glimpses of them and, and things like that but um nothing really too detailed from this trailer um and also it's a bit unclear as to where we're going to be able to see the show over here in the UK Um, I know in America, I believe it's going on like a a, a streaming service by CBS. Um, For American listeners, if you can clarify that, that would be great. Um, But I think it's CBS that are doing like a sort of streaming service for it. Um, In the UK, it it seems like it's Netflix. I I think the trailers have gone out under the Netflix banner, so I'm assuming over here we'll, we'll get it on Netflix. Um, and apparently there are going to be 14 episodes i think it is um in this first uh, season or, or, or first part of the season so that's a good a good good uh, amount of episodes to kind of set a, a tone and to set a story that that engages people and, and gets them in um but on the on the whole I said on second viewing I've, I've actually kind of changed my mind i, I I'm, I'm quite looking forward to star trek discovery now um you know star trek is really the the kind of flagship for for sci-fi tv um it's the thing that sets the the benchmark that everything else follows um so whenever there's a new star trek tv show we should all really be <laughs> interested in it you know for us geeks. So, um i'll keep an eye out on this and uh, i believe this is due out in fall in america so i'm guessing like october time over here so we'll keep an eye out for that one it should be fun okay uh and then lastly i wanted to talk about uh well i don't really want to talk about it because i don't like it but i suppose i have to talk about it so we got a, a full trailer for um the tv show the Gifted. Um, for those that don't know, this TV show is uh, an adaptation of the X-Men franchise, uh, so it's basically going to be set in the X-Universe. Um, in terms of where it is specifically in terms of the movie's continuity, I'm not sure to be 100% honest with you. Uh, I haven't really read that much, um, and what from what you can tell of the gifted trailer, it's, it's difficult to gauge where it is. I mean, it, it kind of... From what I'd read previously, it sounds like it's set outside of, of the movie timeline, so it's not really anything that's going to directly tie into what they've been doing with with the X-Men movies previously and what they have planned for future movies. But um, yeah, it's, it, it seems like it's going to be kind of a standalone thing, but within the X-Men universe. Anyway, I really don't like the trailer. I think it's a pile of crap. <laughs> it looks like... It just looks like a, like a really really bad daytime tv soap opera um with x-men in it and with mutants it you know the the, the whole plot is is basically there there are these two kids who um, are born mutants have powers and uh something goes wrong and some people are hunting them uh and then it looks like sort of random mutants are helping them out uh from what I could see from the trailer I recognize Blink uh, was in the trailer so if you know the Blink character from um X-Men days of future past uh her character is back not played by the same actress of course because uh Fan Bingbing is a, a huge Chinese star so she's not going to waste her time with a TV show um so it looks like they've they've cast somebody else in that role uh and it, i think the other dude in there with the beard is supposed to be sunspot um i think but i could be wrong um there is a shot of him kind of shooting flames out of his hand or something at this kind of eye like a robot eye <laughs> i'm sorry I, this sounds like i'm drunk i'm not i swear <laughs> you need to watch the trailer but it, it sounds like a it looks like a, a robot eye with you know spider legs coming out of it and I'm just like what what the fuck is that (laughs) what is that why is that there um but yeah the the trailer just is mm, it's very 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 mediocre and and kind of middle of the road to be honest and I'm just not feeling that um especially given you know how much diversity there is amongst the comic book tv shows and and the properties that are out there and especially given um, the kind of standards that have been set by some of these shows as well um i think the last thing you need is is something that's just gonna kind of plod along and and you know skate down the middle of the street and and never take any risks now granted i've not seen the pilot so i have no idea what they've done with the story or with the characters so they may well take risks who knows but that's just the impression that i got from the trailer it just seemed like they were playing it safe really um amy ecker's in it which is good i like amy ecker um I, well i loved amy ecker uh especially in angel um when she played fred that was that was my shit man. that was my jam so um, that's one positive i guess uh but aside from that i mean the visual effects there, there's one scene in particular, where um, you know one of the, the the children characters, the girl, is um, looks like at some kind of high school disco, and and the the ceiling starts caving in, and she does something that that stops debris falling on her head, and it looks like someone has just got a pen and drawn circles on the screen above her hand and said, "Yeah, that's her power," um, which is, <laughs> yeah, kind of lame, really said considering you know how high the bar has been set with certain comic book tv shows that are available right now um and you know what they're doing visually with them and and the kind of effects they're able to pull off um it just looks a bit cheap really um I wouldn't even say it's like on the level of agents of shield from from what i saw from that clip i mean again maybe i'm being harsh maybe they haven't finished the visual effects and and things like that maybe in context it will look better but it just looked really really cheap (laughs) so yeah i i i I don't know like what kind of effects they were trying to pull off there but it, it wasn't very convincing for me so yeah that didn't sell me at all um and aside from that as said the, the the whole x-men franchise and the way fox has handled it has really pissed me off it's been a boat of contention with me for quite a while um again if you're not new to the podcast then you'll know um you know myself and, and rich have I've got some pretty strong thoughts on on the way that the x-men franchise has been handled in general um by fox and it just looks like more of the same really um in terms of what they've done with with this tv show but on a more mm, basic level um so yeah we'll have to wait and see i mean the gifted comes out i don't know when and i'm sorry i I can't be bothered to look it up because i just have no interest but if that's your kind of cup of tea then i mean the trailer's out there now online so you can go and have a look for yourselves and and see what you think um but yeah for me I think the gifted is going to be a, a comic book show that I'll be skipping thanks very much okay well that's about it for the kind of topics that I wanted to talk about um I didn't get the chance to do a question of the week this week unfortunately so um what I will do is for our podcast next week um, I'll make sure that we have our question of the week um, answers read out. Now, if you do want to get involved in the question of the week, uh, all you need to do is make sure you follow us on social media. So um, for those of you who are Instagram users, uh, check us out at Wulong Talks on Instagram. Um, On Facebook, you can find us at Wulong Talks also uh and on twitter at woolong talks um if you want to tweet us or anything like that as well um but on our social media profiles I'll, I'll post out the question of the week on there usually around sort of tuesday um so that'll give you some time to think of some answers and as i said anybody who gives an answer we always big you up on on the show um so you know if you want to get involved that's all you need to do we've also got our webpage up uh, WuLongTalks.com. now i know for those of you who follow that We haven't really put much up on there recently, and I do apologize for that. Um, Unfortunately, uh, I've been busy being an adult, um, and sometimes being an adult sucks, and it means you have to do stuff that you really don't want to do, but it takes everything out of you. But it is what it is. I mean, you guys have lives, so you know how these things work. But um, we will be putting some content out very, very soon. Um, We also have uh, MCM Comic Con coming up. Uh, next week here in in London um, which is probably the biggest uh, comic book convention in the UK Um, we're really looking forward to it I'm going to be cosplaying on the Sunday and I can't wait Um, Rich is going to be cosplaying as well but Alvin will be down for the weekend Um, and one of the things we're we're hoping to do is is hopefully do some recording at the event as well and then post some videos up online so you guys can see um, what the event looks like and you know how much fun we're having there running around acting like little kids so (laughs) um if you're into that kind of thing then as I said make sure you're following us on social media um, and we'll keep you updated Um, but um, we'll also put some things up on the website as well right so that's going to do it for me um I am going to go and sort my throat out because for some reason now my throat is on fire I've never realized like how much I actually let the other guys talk when i do this (laughs) so clearly like on some sort of conscious level what i was doing that strategically because my throat now feels like it's been working overtime and i don't understand why we've not really been talking that long but there you go. So yeah, let me go and sort my croaky throat out. Um, apologies if if this podcast sounds really bad and it sounds like I'm dying at certain points. Um, yeah, I, I never realized how dry your throat gets when you do this kind of thing. So um, bear with me. I will learn from my mistakes. That's what I'll say, listeners. I will learn from my mistakes. Lessons will be learned, as politicians like to say, right? <laughs> Okay, I'm going to wrap this thing up. So, you guys, thanks a lot for listening. Thank you so much for those of you who have subscribed to us as well. Um if you like us, please rate us, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Acast, on Stitcher, or you can follow us on SoundCloud, um you know, any of those things. Uh if you're watching the YouTube video, thank you very much for watching the video. If you like it, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel um we'd love to hear from you as well so you know please don't be afraid to to get in touch with us with your questions with your suggestions anything like that we love hearing from you know other fans this is why we do this we want to speak to you and we want to hear from you so let us know what what you think and what's going on with you all right well I said, let me get out here anyway, because I've been chatting, 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 and my throat is dry. So I'm going to say goodnight. So goodnight to you folks. Um, Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful end of the week and weekend. And we'll see you next week. Peace.